Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 81. This week we're going to read Matthew chapters 24 through 28. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read about the last days of Jesus' life here on this earth, we pray that we would understand a bit more of how awful sin is, what it really cost. Also understand your wonderful love for us, what you are willing to do to save us from the death that we deserved. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 24 Jesus went out from the temple and was going on his way. His disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these things, don't you? Most certainly I tell you, there will not be left here one stone on another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What is the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you aren't troubled, for all this must happen. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, plagues, and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to oppression, and will kill you. You will be hated by all of the nations for my name's sake. Then many will stumble, and will deliver up one another, and will hate one another. Many false prophets will arise, and will lead many astray. Because iniquity will be multiplied, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. When, therefore, you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take out the things that are in his house, let him who is in the field not return back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are with child and to nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your flight will not be in the winter, nor on a Sabbath. For then there will be great suffering, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, nor ever will be. Unless those days had been shortened, no flesh would have been saved. But for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Then, if any man tells you, Behold, here is the Christ, or there, don't believe it. For there will arise false Christs and false prophets, and they will show great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the chosen ones. Behold, I have told you beforehand. If, therefore, they tell you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. Or, behold, he is in the inner rooms. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes from the east 
and is seen even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. But immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his chosen ones from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. Now from the fig tree learn this parable. When its branch has now become tender and produces its leaves, you know that the summer is near. Even so, you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Most certainly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things are accomplished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But no one knows of that day and hour, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. As the days of Noah were, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ship, and they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Watch, therefore, for you don't know in what hour your Lord comes. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what watch of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched, and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore also be ready, for in an hour that you don't expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord finds doing so when he comes. Most certainly I tell you that he will set him over all that he has. But if that evil servant should say in his heart, My Lord is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eat and drink with the drunkards, the Lord of that servant will come in the day when he doesn't expect it, and in an hour when he doesn't know it, and will cut him in pieces, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. That is where the weeping and grinding of teeth will be. Chapter 25 Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. Those who were foolish, when they took their lamps, took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom is coming! Come out to meet him! Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise answered, saying, What if there isn't enough for us and you? You go rather to those who sell, and buy for yourselves. While they went away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. 
afterward the other virgins also came saying lord lord open to us but he answered most certainly i tell you i don't know you watch therefore for you don't know the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming for it is like a man going into another country who called his own servants and entrusted his goods to them to one he gave five talents to another two to another one to each according to his own ability then he went on his journey immediately he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents in the same way he also who got the two gained another two but he who received the one talent went away and dug in the earth and hid his lord's money now after a long time the lord of those servants came and reconciled accounts with them he who received the five talents came and brought another five talents saying lord you delivered to me five talents behold i have gained another five talents in addition to them his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a few things i will set you over many things enter into the joy of your lord he also who got the two talents came and said lord you delivered to me two talents behold i have gained another two talents in addition to them his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a few things i will set you over many things enter into the joy of your lord he also who had received the one talent came and said lord i knew that you are a hard man reaping where you didn't sow and gathering where you didn't scatter i was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the earth behold you have what is yours but his lord answered him you wicked and slothful servant you knew that i reap where i didn't sow and gather where i didn't scatter you ought therefore to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming i should have received back my own with interest take away therefore the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents for every one who has will be given and he will have abundance but from him who doesn't have even that which he has will be taken away throw out the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth but when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory before him all the nations will be gathered and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left then the king will tell those on his right hand come blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for i was hungry and you gave me food to eat i was thirsty and you gave me drink i was a stranger and you took me in i was naked and you clothed me i was sick and you visited me i was in prison and you came to me then the righteous will answer him saying lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you the king will answer them most certainly i tell you because you did it to one of the least of these my brothers you did it to me then he will say also to those on the left hand depart from me you cursed into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels 
For I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. Naked, and you didn't clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and didn't help you? Then he will answer them, saying, Most certainly I tell you, because you didn't do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Chapter 26 When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas. They took counsel together that they might take Jesus by deceit and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest a riot occur among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him, having an alabaster jar of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw this, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. However, knowing this, Jesus said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has done a good work for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. For in pouring this ointment on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Most certainly, I tell you, Wherever this good news is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of as a memorial of her. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me that I should deliver him to you? They weighed out for him thirty pieces of silver. From that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain person and tell him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus commanded them, and they prepared the Passover. Now when evening had come, he was reclining at the table with the twelve disciples. As they were eating, he said, Most certainly I tell you that one of you will betray me. They were exceedingly sorrowful, and each began to ask him, It isn't me, is it, Lord? He answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man goes, even as it is written of him. But woe to that man through whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who betrayed him, answered, It isn't me, is it, Rabbi? He said to him, You said it. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it, and broke it. He gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, gave thanks, and gave to them, saying, All of you, drink it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. But I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on, till the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom.
when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter answered him, Even if all will be made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Most certainly I tell you that tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. All of the disciples also said likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and severely troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went forward a little, fell on his face, and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I desire, but what you desire. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup can't pass away from me unless I drink it, your desire be done. He came again and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. He left them again, went away, and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let's be going. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. While he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and clubs, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and struck off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, or all those who take the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I couldn't ask my father, and he would, even now, send me more than twelve legions of angels? How, then, would the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? In that hour Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out, as against a robber with swords and clubs, to seize me? I sat daily in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had taken Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter followed him from a distance to the court of the high priest and entered in and sat with the officers to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, 
and the whole council sought false testimony against Jesus, that they might put him to death. And they found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last two false witnesses came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this that these testify against you? But Jesus held his peace. The high priest answered him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it. Nevertheless, I tell you, after this you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of the sky. Then the high priest tore his clothing, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He is worthy of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the court, and a maid came to him, saying, You were also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out onto the porch, someone else saw him, and said to him, Who were there? This man also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech makes you known. Then he began to curse and swear, I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word which Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Then he went out and wept bitterly. Chapter 27 Now when morning had come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him up to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, who betrayed him, when he saw that Jesus was condemned, felt remorse and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I betrayed innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You see to it. He threw down the pieces of silver in the sanctuary and departed. He went away and hanged himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is the price of blood. They took counsel and bought the potter's field with them to bury strangers in. Therefore that field was called the field of blood to this day. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled, saying, They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him, upon whom a price had been set whom some of the children of Israel priced, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, So you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many things they testify against you? He gave him no answer, not even one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner whom they desired. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. 
When therefore they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that because of envy they had delivered him up. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. But the governor answered them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas! Pilate said to them, What then shall I do to Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. But the governor said, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, saying, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that nothing was being gained, but rather that a disturbance was starting, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous person. You see to it. All the people answered, May his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released to them Barabbas, but Jesus he flogged and delivered to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison together against him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They braided a crown of thorns and put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they kneeled before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to go with them that he might carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of a skull, they gave him sour wine to drink mixed with gall. When he had tasted it, he would not drink. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothing among them, casting lots, and they sat and watched him there. They set up over his head the accusation against him written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then there were two robbers crucified with him, one on his right hand and one on the left. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes, the Pharisees, and the elders, said, He saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The robbers also, who were crucified with him, cast on him the same reproach. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them who stood there, when they heard it, said, This man is calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran, took a sponge, and filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. The rest said, let him be. Let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Jesus cried again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. 
the earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered into the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him watching Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were done, feared exceedingly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from afar who had followed Jesus from Galilee, serving him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When evening had come, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself was also Jesus' disciple, came. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then Pilate commanded the body be given up. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone against the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. Now on the next day, which was the day after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees were gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember what that deceiver said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest perhaps his disciples come at night and steal him away and tell the people, He is risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go and make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone. Chapter 28 Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from the sky and came and rolled away the stone from the door and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. The angel answered the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just like he said. Come, see the place where the Lord was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. As they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! They came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers that they should go into Galilee, and there they will see me. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and told the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave a large amount of silver to the soldiers, saying, Say that his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and make you free of worry. So they took the money and did as they were told. This saying was spread abroad among the Jews and continues until today. But the eleven disciples went into Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had sent them. When they saw him, they bowed down to him, but some doubted. Jesus came to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.